You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network. Everybody, welcome yet again to another episode of your favorite sports betting show. That's right, it's time for the Degenerate Dungeon, where a couple bets are going to happen. We're coming to you live on Twitch, and of course, you can listen wherever you rock your pods. We're coming hot off a nice lead-in from the main GCN feed with the beautiful episode season two, episode one of Haunted City. Uh, great job by those cats. And want to say what's up to everybody that's here right now. I see a dummy, Dr. Sutton, rolling, of course. We appreciate you. Uh, fun fact there, dummy, just to let you know, I will say hi right back to you. You said, howdy, Dadoski. That's actually my Twitter ha- or my Twitch handle, I should say, uh, my, my Dadoski, John. So hi right back at you, my man. Um, you know you can find us every Wednesday live right here on Twitch, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh podcast available like i said please go ahead rate and uh give us some love there we'd appreciate it at gcn sports where you find us on twitter and of course the fine folks at the glass cannon at glass cannon pod gcn live in la tomorrow night or tonight june 29th at the terragram ballroom and they will be live in seattle july 1st at the triple door so we'll rock and roll um with them hopefully soon those cats but as always this is going to be a fun show because we got a lot to talk about we got some fun things to talk about we're going to be tapping the grass in london but who could i do that better with than my man pots and pans my better half half the lovely and talented of course it's the woodman david woody hey guys hi nash what's up man how are you Hey, I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Let me just get a little solo on you there. I see a little chest hair coming out of that piece. Yeah, just a little. What do you think? Um, oh, 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 what do I think? You don't want to know what I think. <laughs> We're going to have to end the show early. Look out. Look out, my man. How was your week? <sighs> good. Um, it's flying by. I can't believe it's Wednesday. It's uh, It's been nuts. TGI. Things are good. Buddy. Yeah. No, it's good, man. Uh, we get the nice uh, long weekend. This coming weekend, uh, celebrate America's independence, and uh, it'll be great. Absolutely. Everybody do it safe and uh, soundly, and maybe you want to bend an elbow or two while you're doing it. Well, we would like to do so as well, and uh, we'll go ahead and just intro that right into something we like to call America's favorite segment. That's right. It's time for What Are We Drinking? A little bit of a bubbly. A bit of the bubbly. Going down the hatch before we go ahead and give our winners for the week because we all want winners. David, what do you have? Uh, what are you dabbling in libation wise this evening? Yeah, I got a good one here, dude. I got mm. a good one. I'm, I'm very excited about this. This is a beer that I have never tried before ever. Wow. Um, and it's oh, kind of good for you. <laughs> and you win it early. And it's kind of famous. It's kind of a famous beer. Um, so. 
the main beer company has been um doing craft beers since way before that was like a thing right um i think they opened in 1980 or late 70s even like they've been there a long time and they make their flagship beer actually i found it here at my regular um uh, beer uh distributor here in philadelphia and what's funny is they only sell it. I don't know if this is like the case wherever around the world, around the country where you can get it, or if this is like a, my affiliate place just did like kind of a janky, whatever they could get, but they always sell these big things. Yes, <laughs> they anyway, do. Um, oh, the best. It's the, the best. Lunch, which I think is their flagship. They also have a dinner, which I think is the same thing, but it's like higher alcohol content. But it's I got a like little, this, it's got, it's got burnt tips, uh, okay. you know, blended into it. I'm I joking. feel like this lunch and you guys can see, I don't know, or you all can see, but like it, it's a big bottle and it's, it's, uh, it's quite a, um, a, quite a, uh, uh, pl a plain, uh, simplistic, uh, design here, but I've never tried it. It's kind of famous. Have you had it? It sounds like you've had it. I've, I've had it multiple times. It's actually one of my wife's favorite beer of all time. Speaking of my wife, actually, shout out to her dad, my father-in-law, Joey O'Brien's father as well, Mr. O'Brien. What's up? Have a great show. I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Giddy up to you. Thank um, you, Dude, this is the pour right there for the lunchtime beer. Eagle's glass. Gotta love it. No words. Very, it's very pretty. It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful, actually. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Dummy says, says you're pounding wine tonight. Look at you, classy man. They put them in those big bottles, and it brings a punch. It's so good. This is the first time you've ever had it? I've never had it before. Mm. I, I've heard of it. It's kind of famous among like beer geeks, you know? Totally. Um, it's it's excellent. This Guilty is a, as charged. This is um so I would highly recommend this uh, folks uh <laughs> this is me. a um a be beautifully crisp uh refreshing 7% IPA it's a perfect straight ahead you know the things that I said on our show when I did the Goose Island which I hadn't had for years remember how much I liked it all that stuff applies but this is even better it's such wow. a it's a beautiful crisp quality to it it has some bitterness uh, very pleasant bitterness to it. It's not crazy bitter. It has some hops. It's not crazy hoppy. It's just a straight down the road, normal IPA, but it's just beautifully done. A plus. It's very a, good. A great uh, I noticed for it gets, lunch or anytime, by the way. Absolutely. I noticed it gets a 97 on Beer Advocate, for example. It's a good beer. 97%? I don't know. It just oh, says well. score 97 well i mean that, that's badass and well deserved because it's incredible by the way um jerk says nothing like a long neck for lunch yeah that's right <laughs> yeah you know and i'll tell you what if you just put it right down the hatch real quick you don't even want to eat you know you want to keep putting <laughs> putting a brewski tusk down the gullet it, it becomes lunch you know it, it, it basically is your lunch for the day you know it's it's kind of like a uh you got the atkins diet then you got the main beer company diet you know yes that's yes. a way to roll right there. I'm going to go ahead and hit us with a little bit of a, 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 a style of beer that I re like. I mean, little known fact, I love this kind of brew. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, I don't drink it very often because when it's time to purchase, I, I very rarely just say, you know what? Let me dive into that. 
but it is uh, from Wellcrafted Beer Company, which uh, I talked about earlier uh, a few weeks ago, which was a, a local uh, brewery where I'm at. Uh, where would it be? Ambler. Ambler, but they have one in Lansdale as well. Southeastern PA for those uninitiated. But um, it's a Hefeweizen. Oh, yes. What a great time of year. When great it gets hot out, that's when you want to bust those things out. A hundred percent. So we, I have a Hefeweizen Bavarian-style wheat beer, 5.2 on the Richter scale. Okay. There yeah. it is. It's called Zehefe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and um, it's a beautiful thing. So here it is. We're going to do a little Kraksky. Oh, that I, shrapnel on my nose, maybe my glasses. But here goes the pour. And Maybe a little bit on the mic. I'll tell you, maybe, maybe some on my keyboard after I just did what I just did. But uh, in my Guinness glass, by the way, because you can't go wrong with the the contour of that. Beautiful never, brew. Yes, that's um, pretty. I've had it. I'm not going to like sit here and... I, you know what? While that settles, I'll drink the rest out of here. Yeah, and I should be clear. Like, even though my... Talk about my, class. Even, my, even though my beer oh, distributor only sells so these like in, loose like this... I still got three of them. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to like it. You didn't so. want to get looked that weird. You know, you buy yeah. one of them. People, like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> one, we know you. Yeah, we listen. Weird. We watch on Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. We know who you Which, are. You're the twink. woodman. <laughs> Can't just buy one. It's like the Lay's potato chips of long neck brews. But nevertheless, with this hefe, the hefe, yeah. so very it looks like it's bubbly. very carbonated, but very, very bubbly. bubbly. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. You got the it's it's almost like a pilsner where you can see the joints just popping up from the bottom. It's very, very pretty. pretty. And as you might think, based on what you see, for those that are watching on Twitch, very, very uh, effervescent mm. and delicious. Mm. Um, mm. Get another sip there. Yeah, man. It's like it's like if you wanted the taste, like the hint of like a Ho Garden kind of John, but you just didn't want to get drilled with it. This is if, if there was a marriage between Ho Garden and like a, a, a fine pilsner, say okay. like a um like a Stella, you want to put those two together, this is your your Huckleberry right there. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. Very like and you you put it perfectly for the time of season it is. This would you could you could float on, on on the top of the pool with one of these bad boys, and this like is, it, is a home run. I would actually really enjoy that. If you only knew someone with a pool, That's, maybe you could do it. It's a shame, you know. It is a shame. I'll, I'll tell you what, the, this pool is getting no jungle. action. This <laughs> fucking like crazy death storms happening left and right. The, thank God we're not getting hail because the, the rain itself sounds like hail, but we are getting bombarded in a Northeast corridor lately. And man, dude, the, the rain yesterday when I was driving home from work was as insane as any rain I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. That just happened a couple months ago to me when we, we went out to dinner and we saw it coming over the horizon. We had a window seat at, the, at one of these uh, Miller's ale houses. And we were like, we got to go check now please if not just bill me later like I, we got because i got my whole i got three young kids i was like gotta get home that ride home was something unfortunately that those kids will remember for the rest of their life not for good reasons it was scary as shit but yeah uh jen so good to see you. i haven't seen you here in a couple weeks she says just tuning in is that some main beer company yes it was and she also said had some lunch on a draft at a baby shower got toast 
roasted big time. The Woodman, he bought three of them. Let's see if he puts all three down the hatch. You know, we'll see. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, my my picks by the end would not be uh, worth listening to. But nonetheless, well, it's all good. Well, maybe we'll see about that. Um, I do want to give a little bit of a, a, a lead in here, okay, to something that we we we've done. I believe this was part of Jump the Sharp, our old podcast before we officially came on board with the Glass Cannon uh, Network. Here is. We've been on a nice futures ride when it comes to baseball with the last couple of seasons. Two years ago, the Woodman called the AL MVP as Shohei. Back then, it wasn't the guarantee it is now. Because this cat, the greatest baseball player that ever lived? Uh, Am I, yes. I'm not, that, yes. Right, he's all, maybe. He's, I think so. And I think he's, he's also, be. I think he's also the best athlete in the world right now. Man. We we texted earlier and, and I made a statement and like this has nothing to do with nothing but is this has to be I I think that there's some clout to this. If Shohei Atani was a, an American athlete, if he yeah. was not an Asian fella, I think he would be getting the Michael Jordan in the '90s treatment. This guy is insane, incredible. I don't the word generational is not doing that justice for his skill ability. This guy is maybe the best baseball player of all time. Take your Babe Ruths, take the I'm not kidding. This guy could be the best baseball player ever. We're yeah, seeing think, history. I, I think he is because I think that so I think that Ruth was amazing for a couple of years until, you know, he got frankly so big because he he would drink so many beers and eat so many hot dogs all the time. Right. That he basically like couldn't really pitch anymore very effectively. And so they were just like, "Ah, just let him hit." I mean, and he was such a he was the best hitter on the planet so they were just like that was fine you know um, that reminds me of of back when you remember when uh barry bonds was doing his thing and at least at phillies games it was a big deal to have like these crowd supported uh groups where it was you you would dress up as you know depending on who, who the pitcher was one night you there would be a group that would have that name kind of like a rhyming name you know padillas flotillas or wolves wolves or some shit like that but sure i remember I, but when barry bonds came during that one year where he was just getting drilled about like steroids steroids, steroids the whole left field uh right above the wall had this big sign that ran a, ran all through the left field and it said it said ruth did it on beer and hot dogs what did you do it on yeah <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> I mean, I still think Barry Bonds is probably the best hitter we've ever seen, and should be in the Hall of Fame. But that's a story for, for sure, day. of course. And um, you know, and 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 it may be true that that Babe Ruth didn't have any access to any performance enhancing drugs. This probably is true. Oh yeah. But we know that so many of the other greats did and and used them and have admitted it. You know, I mean, even Willie Mays, who's you know one of the great ball players ever. I was, think he, Willie Mays is the best player of all time until in, Shohei Otani incredible but but you know he, he's admitted he took those greenies he would take them every morning which is you know we now now that that's amphetamines isn't I mean, that the dog on. treats that make the dog's teeth better that's what yes it yeah. is willie but, mays ahead of his time he was he was teeth. ahead of his time yeah but i you know just the point being that performance enhancing drugs there's a long history of them in baseball it's a long conversation probably too much for us to get into on this show maybe but suffice to say <laughs> uh whether he used them or not, and whether the pitchers he was hitting against used them or not, 
Bonds is still one of the great hitters that we've ever sure. seen. Get that sure. fuck let's, out of here. Uh, right. He just let's is. Not, yeah. Let's, let's, let's not, you know, go down the wrong path as far as that's concerned and, and say he isn't. He totally is. Um, but I also, what I was leading into before we got into all that, he, Woodman called Shohei as AL MVP two uh, years ago. Plus 2,600, I believe it plus, was. Could you imagine now? Like he was plus <laughs> 200 going into this season, which was. now and, looks like that was free your, money. It, didn't you say that it was a pick? That was a good pick. I said, yeah, that was, uh, that's the pick, but we can't, but we couldn't in good conscience give that. You can't give an, uh, an MVP pick at no. two to one odds. We were that's like, insane. that is the pick. But if you don't want to, by the way, I probably should have taken it. You know, if, you you went with who I said. Corey Seager was my pick for AL MVP. Guess who is second in AL MVP odds behind Shohei Atani? Corey Seager. He's, so you, if Shohei gets call. hurt, you're going to win 35 times your money. It was an excellent call. Yeah, that um, was fun. And, and um, my pick uh, for the NL, if, if memory serves, was uh, Pete Alonso, which looks pretty good. He could That was my pick, it. sir. Oh. Sorry. That was totally my pick. Excuse me. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe Manny, but I know Manny was last year know. for you. I no, I had Pete I, I was pretty on point. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, the one you thing are. you you are you're already cashing a ticket. Yeah, I have one. Your NL rookie of the year pick is like guaranteed right now. Even if he if Ellie Dela Cruz just chills for a bit. Yeah. But this guy has it as long as he doesn't get hurt. It's the, it's the Otani rule. Otani has MVP if he does not get hurt. It's true. It's incredible. Also, what I did give you when Joey O'Brien was on the show, I gave you a future for AL MVP at the time was plus 950 was Josh Young of the uh, Texas Rangers. My man now is at like plus 150 and the leader in the clubhouse to win AL Rookie of the Year. So hope hopefully people jumped on that and we could ride that out a little bit. That would be a fun hit. Um, but you know what? We don't need to talk about that right now because that's like, oh, well, that was in the past. So wish he got in on that. No, no, no. Wish he get in on this. It's the picks of the week, the bagels and locks right now. And the Woodman is going to go ahead and tell us what he thinks yeah. is his favorite lock of the week. Let's get down to business. Thank you very much. I don't think I can be accused of homerism because I really rarely Here we pick go. the Phillies on this program. But uh, I think the Phillies money line is a great pick here. I got it on DraftKings at minus 115. That's a really good number. Um, this is against a team. So the, the Phillies are at the Cubs tomorrow evening. Uh, the Cubs are okay. They're below 500, but they're not awful. Right. Um, they're 20 and 18 at home. They've been playing better lately. Uh, seven and three in their last 10, whatever. Um you know, their offense is about average. They're right right, right in the middle um, in terms of run scored. They're actually right in the middle. They're 15th in, in baseball. How about that? So, so they have an average offense. Here's here's the thing that, that people are going to, um, I think, not look at right away. They're going to see that Taiwan Walker is pitching for the Phillies and that he's got a 4-10 ERA. What they're not going to realize is that as of the first of this month, he had a 565 ERA. Okay. Yeah, no, in, he's on fire. In his last four starts, Taiwan Walker has pitched seven shutout innings, five shutout innings, eight innings of one run ball, and six innings of one run ball. Okay. 
Uh, and it's not just luck. He's pitched very well. He's on fire. Uh, the Cubs are a middling offense. They're not awful, but they're not very good. I just love the Phillies money line here. Uh, you asked me for a lock. That's the lock. The lock is give me the pitcher who's on fire. The Phillies offense has been pretty good. It hasn't right. been amazing. It's been pretty good. Well, it's been great uh, these last uh, – tonight they're up 8-4 as we speak in the seventh. Last night uh, 7-1 or something. I yeah, think. I mean, I look I look with a longer lens. But, yeah, sure, you're sure, right. Sure. Very, very recently it's been great. And uh, and I think Walker's been quite good. I think uh, I think this is a, a kind of a lock and, and and minus one fifteen. That's super sweet. I mean, normally for those that kind of situation, I would expect to pay closer to two hundred. You know, minus two hundred or or whatever yeah. high ones. So minus one fifteen. It's a great number. Giddy up. So last week I went ahead and introduced something that I'm uh, hoping we can get some legs out of here. Maybe even a lot of legs. 25 to one of your legs i presented the 25 to one challenge which is an eight-week program for those uh that might want to jump on board and i was starting with the unit size of 20 dollars, and in hopes of over a course of those eight weeks putting that some bitch to over 500 piece so uh, we were looking to build a 20 buck unit into a 500 dollar john and week one, check that box, okay? So we got it, baby. We got week one, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you once again. Here's here's the plan. Here's the plan. 25 to 1 challenge, $20 at roughly. So basically, when I say minus 200 odds, I'm looking at a favorite by a long shot. When you're talking right around minus 200 in, in baseball, baseball is hard, man, to pick pick a winner in in general. It's, it's difficult. Tough. Yep. But. If we can nail this down over eight weeks, you're going to turn that bad boy into a 500 piece and, and then some, as you can see. Ideally, it would turn it into $512.60. But we are already off to a good start. The Guardians had minus 175 last week, beat the A's. So our 20 turned into 3176. So we're already ahead of the game. We're already a buck 76 over what I was mentioning, that $30 mark there. Um, so now we have $31.76 to play with, and we're going to go ahead and put it on the team by the name of, we'll see, they're called the Guardians. No way. Back to, I mean, I've, I was looking. There was four games tomorrow that, like, as far as the books are concerned, are probabilities of the team winning. Yes. This one is really low for what I'm trying to do, so it makes me a little bit nervous. It's minus 155, so this will make us actually a good chunk of change. As a matter of fact, as you can see on your screen live, put 3176. We'll be up to 5225. Back on the 25 to 1 challenge, our goal after week two would be at $45, so we'd be really ahead of the game. But I really like this, and let me tell you why. We're going to go with Guardians minus 155. It's almost like a survivor pool feel, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I like, like, like in this, it's like I, I feel like I don't, I never want to take a road team because that's my biggest thing in survivor pools for for football. But you don't, you know, you you don't get to choose the same team just once. You can change them, select them as many times as you want. So I'm going to take advantage of that. I know Cleveland's a little bit loosey goosey on the road this year, but they're playing the Royals. And if you look at the gentleman who is tapping the mound. For the white and blue, 
in KC, a guy by the name of Zach Granke. Now, we know him, right? And a lot of people think, oh, he's a good pitcher, right? No, not anymore. He hasn't been for a long time. Mm. And when it comes to Cleveland, Shane Bieber's on the mound for them. And he struggled last outing. He gave up four earned and five runs. Uh, I'm sorry, four earned and five innings. But they lost that game. But that just means it's time to bounce back. Granke going up for the Royals. And this dude just doesn't care anymore i mean you've never seen someone wear it this guy doesn't wear it on his sleeve this dude wears it on his fucking face he's making that dough and he's happy about it he's having a ball and he's having a ball just being back at kc he doesn't care i don't disagree with that i would just say did he ever care? <laughs> you know, like well, that's true. That's like, true. That's he's true. always kind of like been like I like the guy. Like oh, I love him. Uh, but he's always been with these kind of like aloof. You know, um, like aloof uh, is the perfect adjective for yeah. Zach Greinke. Yeah, a little bit. You know. Yeah. Roland says, uh, "Gonna get burned, but against my rules again. We'll see. You know, I, we'll, maybe we'll see about that. Um, I, I like it. I like let it. me just tell you about Zach Greinke here, real quick, because he's he's one and eight this year with a five point three two ERA, and the Royals have lost the last eight games. This guy has started the last eight games. He's allergic to pitching six innings. By the way, he he doesn't know how to do it." He's going like four, four, four and two thirds, five and two thirds, five, three and two thirds. Like he just doesn't know how to get to that six inning mark. KC doesn't necessarily have the best bullpen in the world. The Guardians are showing as we speak live, they're up 14 to one in the eighth inning. So, uh, yes, tomorrow would be a sweep as well. So we're looking at two teams possibly. Let me see the Phillies live, eight, eight to four in the middle of the eighth. So hopefully that works out so that we basically are picking two teams for our locks this week to go ahead and finish a sweep. But when it just comes to this game, you know, Shane Bieber, he's had, he has a terrific strikeout to walk ratio this year. Phenomenal. The Royals are one of the worst teams in the league against striking out. They have struck out on average nine times a game this season. That's a third of the outs you need anyway. Bieber is going deep in the games. I mean, this is not heard of anymore in, in baseball, unfortunately. Pitchers going seven. No. You know, quality starts are six. Like, now that's a legit stat. That wasn't a stat 20 years ago. Quality starts, you go ahead and you pitch six six innings and you have, what is it, three earned runs or less? That's a quality yeah. start. So go ahead and take the guardians again i'm not making this an eight week guardian poll i have a, i had a whole bunch of other ones i was juggling with um i do like a couple as a matter of fact like just go ahead and maybe do a little fucking guardians uh, guardians rangers yankees dodgers parlay for tomorrow that those were the four i'm kind of up between but um, I'll take this one because it really pays out well at minus 155. I'll take Bieber where he's at over Granky as far as like style of pitcher right now and the, the team behind you kind of deal. 14 to 1. The Guardians are up against the Royals live as we speak. I don't think the Royals are the type of team to get their asses handed to them and then come back the next day and be like, let's go get them, boys. We have revenge on the mind. I don't think that's their style right now. I'm sorry, Roland, but I'm going to go ahead and bet against the rules again. Guardians, once again, at minus 155 this time. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and get week two under our belts and really start making that dough because that's when it starts pushing. 
That's when it really starts going. Let, let me let me go back to it real quick. The uh, the twenty five to one challenge. If we pump that out there, I mean, then we're on points to week three would be where we get in the triple figures if we hit. So then we really start talking. So it'd be fun. This is a fun little experiment. What do you think, David? It's great. I love it so much. Getting up to that. I'm in, buddy. You know what else I love? Love a little prop every now and again, right? Yes, we do. Who doesn't like a little prop? It's time for prop of the evening oh, to you. How's your job, Brian? It's doing pretty good, Joseph. Thank you. Once again, those folks are in LA right now. Uh, as we speak, they are clinging with some of the VIPs out there. So good for them. Um, but we need to go ahead and cling to making money on props. And I'm not sure where, which route we're going yet. I do know that we're going to be talking some uh, little yellow yellow bouncy ball, but I don't know if we're doing it right now. Woodman, where are you taking this for your property evening? No, I'm not, I'm not taking you uh, across the pond just mm. yet. Um, we're we're going to stick with Shohei Otani here. Wow. Um, uh, so Lance Lynn is on the hill tomorrow <laughs> for the White Sox. Now, Lance Lynn is the type of pitcher who is a little bit he's one of these guys who's kind of hot or cold uh he's streaky in his career he has had some good years he had some really tough years he's had some good stretches within some other bad years mm-hmm. right he's on a tough stretch right now dude this guy is getting i don't know what's going on he's leaving everything over the middle of the plate i think it seems like to me because this dude is getting like crushed like people are just the ball must look like a fucking grapefruit coming out of the sutan um he's given up 19 homers already in just 16 start this dude gives up a homer every single game i love otani hit a home run here he's on fire he leads league in homers as you know as i think almost everyone listening probably knows he leads league in home runs uh he's just crushing everything Lance Lynn is giving up a lot, a ton of hard contact and home runs this year. He's also 36 now. I just feel like he's just getting, you know, he's, he's kind of seen better. I feel like he was on the team that won the World Series. I mean, I know he wasn't, but I feel like he was. Well, like, he was on that. He was on, uh, uh, I believe he might have been on that Rangers team. Uh, the, the Nelson Cruz, where Nelson Cruz made the error. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The, the team that uh, lost. Against the Cardinals. Yep. That lost the World Series. They should have won the World Series, but they lost. Yeah, he was in 2011, right? He was on that. That's team. Okay. Yeah. All right. I but knew I'd throw him in some kind of. Anyway, uh, just the point being, uh, the dude is just throwing up meatballs right now. He's got a 640 ERA. Yeah. Like he, he's just giving up a lot of hard contact, a lot of dongs, bombs, etc. Otani bomb. Uh, it's not. You like posted. your dongs, by the dongs, way. Baby. I do. <laughs> I do. It's not posted yet. I'm gonna say it's gonna be around plus two seventy. No, I got it on Fanduel right now, plus two forty. You found it. Great. There Perfect. it is. Plus two forty. And shout out to Roland. Yes, I just put in uh, on a betting odds calculator my pick for uh, the thirty one dollars seventy six cents going to a minus one fifty five odd will pay out fifty two twenty five according to this. So roughly fifty three dollars, like well, my man pots and pants, Doctor Sutton said. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. But uh, you know what else will be fun? Hitting a plus 240 on a show. Hey, peace out, John.
but uh, you know, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different here. You didn't think we're, we're 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 talking like we might talk some tennis, which oh look out, we were talking like we're gonna talk some baseball. We're gonna talk golf here again, real quick, because I can't help no, myself. You are not doing it again. I'm not. I'm not even close to doing it again. I'll tell you what I'm about to do. I want to bring this up because it's something that I don't think that many people know is about to happen. What I'm going to go doing? ahead and bet on a golf match. Where is it? Why is it not? There it is. I'm betting on a golf match that just happens to be a little friendly match between four gentlemen that is airing tomorrow night. And those four gentlemen's names are Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. The match seven is going to be four amateurs from the gridiron. What are you doing? Curry and Thompson versus Mahomes and Kelsey. I looked at this and I was like, Steph Curry is literally a scratch golfer, by the way. He is a scratch golfer. He has He's like a .7 handicap. So in other words, that means if, if par is 72, he's like 72-ish, maybe 73. He's really good. I'm honestly not surprised. He's right. I mean, some people just fucking have it. If you asked me to name one player in the NBA who I thought was probably really good at golf, I would have his name would have been the first name. Yep. You yep. know, uh, for sure. Probably. And, um, you know, I know Josh Allen. He he did one with uh, what was it? Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Uh, I forgot the other Gronk, I think. Uh, I mean, uh, back in the day, I mean, I remember Maddox and Glavin were both famously like really good like like oh yeah play, oh yeah like the other players were like challenging Tom Glavin was a great golfer yep he would crush him yeah but Steph Curry like has it right Mahomes is the next better out of the group which is kind of why they have like this is purposefully made because Curry is by far the best and then you got Mahomes who is by far the second he's like a seven handicap and then Travis Kelsey is probably way better than Clay Thompson so it's uh, it's a it's best ball fair. format. It's a scramble okay. format, which means that everybody hits a tee shot. And then you play the best ball out of the two for your team. But after that, it's alternating shots. So, like, Woody, you hit a better tee shot than I do. We take your ball. I have to shoot the next. I have to shoot from where your ball was. And then no matter where mine goes, you don't get to shoot from there. You shoot where mine landed, you know? So, off Got the it. tee, everybody hits a tee shot, every hole. Then you go ahead, whoever is the better one, you go ahead and take alternate turns from there. So I'm going to go ahead and just based on the knowledge I have, I was obviously thinking, just give me Curry and Thompson outright, but it's like minus 290. It's not worth it right now. You know what I mean? We're looking to get a little bit of a, a juicy prop here, a little bit. You know, so I'm going to go ahead and find where I, I you, got, you got to do the math. You got to find where you can get the best price. Whole one winner right here. Boom, shake the room. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson to win hole one, to get one hole up out of the gate, plus 275. I'm in. And I'll tell you why. I know for a fact, because Travis Kelsey, and we know his brother well here, Jason, those dudes love the limelight, especially Travis, way more than Jason. And he is going to get up there and just try and wreck that fucking ball. And he's going to slice the shit out of that. Travis Kelsey is not finding the fairway. So basically what this comes down to is I really think Steph Curry is going to put it right in the middle of hole one at the win, by the way, Las Vegas. That's where they're playing. Uh, I think Steph Curry puts a ball out there that him or Clay will be able to have a nice little approach for. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to shank the shit out of it. So it's up to Mahomes 
He needs to have the onus. And once again, why would I even bet against Mahomes in a pressure situation? But I th- I think that Mahomes and Kelsey would will be the kind of guys that are a little bit nervous and just try and hit the ball rather than try and focus. I think Steph Curry, this is a great call, by the way, because like who is a better clutch player? Steph Curry or Patrick Mahomes? Oh gosh. <laughs> You know, they're two, they're two of the most clutch players in their sports I've ever seen in my life. Ever. <laughs> yeah, ever. both of them. Cool as the other side of the pillow, as uh, our yeah. old RIP oh. uh, Stuart Scott used to say. Absolutely. Love you, Stu. Um, Roland says, Kelsey will probably be drunk. Of course he will. What are you talking about? He's going to have a couple lunch times at breakfast. So <laughs> I, I just think Kelsey is a, is, is a non entity here. I, I literally think it's two a... against one. I'm getting almost three to one odds. For what I think will be a two against one off the tee, give me plus two seventy five for these cats to go one up out of the gate. Almost three to one of your money, dude. I had I had lunch uh, with a client uh, yesterday at uh, at like a country club. You See, know, now do you mean lunch like eating or lunch time from Main Beer Company? You're drinking with your clients again, David. It was it was food, but it, we were at the country club, so we were drinking too. Mm-hmm. And well, I was so I wasn't planning to drink, but what happened was, uh, what what had happened was a little bit I, of a bubbly. I went to order a um, Arnold Palmer, which I know they have there at the country club, <laughs> and word. the waitress who knows us was like, "Why don't you just make it a John Daly?" Oh like, wow, that's a different story. I was like, what's yeah. a John Daly? She's like. It's an Arnold Palmer with vodka in it. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and it turns out that, like, at the country club when they're golfing, like, everybody drinks these things, like, the whole time. The guy is I didn't drunk, know this. But there he goes. Essentially, yes. Thank you, right. Vern. But, um, <laughs> Vern. That's Kevin Harlan. Do you think it was <laughs> Vern Lundquist? I did think it was Vern. That's awesome. I love no, I ha- Vern. I love Vern. Dude, his last game on CBS, I was like, don't leave us. Iron Eagle's still good. I think that's the guy. Yeah, what up, my man? Pharaoh says, yeah, what up? Look at that. Pharaoh's doing his thing on Twitch. My man pots and pans. So I do love your pick. Uh, Do you? Yeah, I do. The only thing that makes me nervous is just what if Mahomes. uh, The only thing is that I I don't know this course. So I know people. It's just like a, a wide open. It's 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 a tourist course. It's at the Win Las Vegas. Here okay. here's you know what the biggest and Lama. I saw this and I'm bringing this up because it's a fucking awesome point. You know what one of the biggest reasons for this was too. I saw this and I wrote this down two days ago. And then yesterday I log on the DK and here comes this boost from DraftKings. Hole one to be a tie was boosted to plus one hundred. And hey, very very well put by Lama. He says so. You know that ain't happening. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that made me feel so much better. Yeah. And who are you going to take? The team that's plus two fifty, no. two two seventy five, or the plus yeah. the team that's plus four fifty? Uh, we we should take a beat on that and explain for for those who don't know when they give you a boost on something on these sites, <laughs> it, it it never hits. It's crazy. It's crazy how often it does not hit. I don't know. Right, this is how I feel like when I take a boost. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. That's what I feel like every time I, I max a boost and I'm like, God damn, what am I doing? Why am I paying attention to that shit? But all right. So we got Steph Curry hitting golf shots. We got Otani hitting. What's dogs. going on today? 
you know? Phillies and Guardians winning. Seems I just love that so the far. Woodman picked the dongs, baby. He loves his dongs, you know what I mean? But you know what we like? We like some juicy picks, too. I mean, those are some juicy picks, but we're going to get real juicy. Yeah. I mean, juicy oh, yeah. is as juicy comes. Tease what? me, Daddy. All right. The Woodman here. It's time for a little bit of like of the juice. Like of the juice, eh? Yes, we do. These are where we go ahead and present some picks that can bring Pancho Cash Cheesemo for your little bit of dimes and, and nickels here. What do you think you could put a little bit of something on and make some big cheese on, Woodman? Yeah, I, I got I got you for Wimbledon here. Yes, um, let's go. I do think I, I my boy uh, Carlos Alcaraz I think can do it, and I and I, I got some reasons why here. So I've written a couple things down. Hmm. So for one thing, um, the reason he lost at the French Open was well, there were two reasons. One is Djokovic is a great player, one of the greatest of all time, and a, a great champion, and he beat him. Fine, not taking anything away from from him, but the second you know, very important reason why he lost was he had uh, those cramps uh, in the fourth set that, that he had to forfeit a game and then he went and got his treatment. And when he came back out, he was a little flat. You cannot be serious. And I don't think that'll happen again. You know, I think he'll make sure he's, he's hydrated and, and he doesn't um, have so many uh, of these the night before or whatever the <laughs> hell caused him to be, to get the cramps. Uh, because he's a young guy, man. He's 20 years old. He probably thinks he could do anything. You know what I mean? So no, he probably wasn't like, Hi, dude. He's amazing. But it's I, I watched enough of him. Dude, th- this is my boy. I, I, I'm convinced. He almost had him, right? He lost uh, He lost the first set, 6-3. He only got broken once, though, uh, I think. or uh, Yeah, I think he only got broken once. Uh, then he won the second set, 7-5, um, you know, in Roland Garros in the semifinal against Djokovic. And then he had the fucking cramps early in the in the third set, and and so we really didn't get to see, you know, what he I think could do against Djokovic in a f- in a full uh, five sets, which I think they could go um, if it gets there. But but at, at plus uh, actually, uh, so you're on Fanduel, yeah. On, on, on DK, I got him at plus three fifty, so an extra Giddy 10, 10 Johns there. I couldn't um, find it on, on DK. I couldn't I, find their. Uh, it, it, it was a pain in the ass to find. I had to click yeah. on golf. Uh, excuse me. I had to click on tennis. Then I had to scroll all the way down to Wimbledon. Then I found men's singles. It was there. It's there. But uh, but they're not highlighting it. And, and and partly it's because, and I should point out too, uh, these uh, this pick that I'm making, you won't know if I'm right. For a while, this uh, oh no, final, that's, that's fun about this. It'd be nice, but it's fun. It's fun. Of course, this, yeah. This final is is going to be in like two weeks, basically. So, yeah. uh, from, so basically, while you're while you're waiting to see if this uh, pans out. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> Nailed. But here's the thing, though. Uh, I want you guys, if you if you believe in the kid and you, and you agree with me. I want you to place the bet now because if you wait until he wins yeah, in the no. first or second round, already coming. This down. thing is going to already be down to like plus a hundred or something, or plus one thirty or something like that. And it's like, dude, come on, get the plus three fifty now. You know he's going to be right there. We both know. We all know he's going to be there. Get it now while you can get the good number, and then you that's know you, you just you just hope. And that's you got to look at look at it like this. Like, are are you interested in having? 
most likely a semifinal participant at plus 340. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd be crazy to say no to that question. It'd yeah. be crazy. At that point, he'll be a minus something. Like, you know, it'll the be going to get there. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm he's actually awesome. Hit but, him. but, but, but yeah, you, you could speak to it a little bit too. I mean, I, I, I've talked before about him where yeah. I, I just think he's such a great returner of serve. Well, you I think... made the pick before I ever saw him play a match. After you made the pick on this show, I went ahead and made sure that I tuned in for his one match and I was and like, tell me. I was like, holy shit. Like I've n- I have i have never it, you you've heard of the, the, the term five tool player in baseball. Yeah. yeah. This guy's got it as far as tennis is concerned. Even Johnny McEnroe was saying it when it comes to you know the, the serve, the return, the drop shots, the spins, the power, the everything. Like the he guys the, I, the, I straight up this kid has the best drop shot I've ever seen in my life. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Early bird catches the John Roland says couldn't have been put better by well us um so i found something that I, i'm interested in here as well uh i don't know what i want to make i have two but i'm not trying to say they're both official i'll just get one little schneid one out of the way here just something to make money for the long run it'd be great remember i like casper at plus a thousand when it was semis at roland garros and he ended up winning his semi but then he lost to Djokovic. actually won a set though but he ended up lo- losing to Djokovic. He's plus 8,000 right now. He's the fourth ranked tennis player in the world, and he's plus 8,000, which is the 17th favorite on FanDuel. The one thing that, 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 look, as a better and someone who's been doing this for 20 plus years, that's probably like, ah, like they're literally telling you, do it, sucker. But you know Mm -hmm. what? Have my $5 fucking FanDuel for a possible $400 payoff. That's what you're going to get from me. I mean, the fourth-ranked player in the world who just came off a losing four-set match to the best player ever or one of the best players ever at Roland Garros, I'll take my odds. But that ain't the pick. The pick is something a little bit more toned down, a little bit more, like, option-based here. And I'm going to go with something that hasn't happened in 20 years. Give me – thank you, FanDuel, for your little history-repeating specials. I will take an American singles champion at plus 1,400. It says Sampras 2000. That's the last time it happened at Wimbledon. The last time an American, the last time an American has won a major in tennis, 20 years. Andy Roddick, the 2003 U.S. Open. And you're saying Hollywood plus 1400 for like this sounds stupid now, right? No, here's the deal. Right now, there are two Americans ranked in the top 10 in the world, which hasn't happened in forever. Okay. They also have four Americans ranked right now in the top 25. You have Taylor Fritz, who's nine, who I think might win Wimbledon. You have Francis Tiafo, who has shown incredible talent, has ebbed and flowed. He's flowing right now. Just to let you know, he's at 10. Tommy Paul, who played well uh, a couple of tournaments ago at 17. And Sebastian Corda, who's very interesting. He's at 25th in the world. Corda and Fritz, Fritz, who's at 9th in the world, are both tied for the fifth favorite on FanDuel right now at plus 2,900. I don't want to try and narrow down who I'd like better. I'll just take that an American will win this bitch at 14 to 1 odds. This past Australian Open back last winter, you know, Australia has the 
little summer when we got a winter gimmick going on. Yeah. Three Americans made it to the quarters. Three of these. I don't know if it was three of these, but three Americans made it to the quarters. So what I'm saying for 14 to one year money, once again, call the dono, whatever you want. Give me 10 bucks on this for maybe Fritz, maybe Tiafo, maybe Paul. But here's the thing. This quarter cat, he's also the brother of the quarter sisters on the LPGA tour, by the way. Uh, super talented, super athletic. He's on fire lately. Maybe one of them gets to the semis, and you have a 14-to-1, John. And guess what? You're rooting for the old U.S. of A. while you're doing it. Have some fun. Have a drink. Put a little hefe down the hatch. Let's go. Boy, it just shows you. I was trying to... Th- I was while you How were talking- far we've come <laughs> as Americans playing tennis? Well, well... Yes and no. While yeah. you were talking, I was thinking, okay, so we haven't done it since Sampras in two. Haven't won Wimbledon since two thousand. Haven't won a major. Fuck. Like I, feel, I thought Sampras was still going strong at that point. I guess not. He was getting older. I was like, who the fuck? And then I thought, I got it. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named Roger Federer. Federer won Wimbledon in. Oh, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, twelve, seventeen. He's ridiculous. Savetter was, so, was so good. And yeah, he just took over. He just took over. If you want to crown him, then crown her ass. <laughs> well, well, well worth it. I mean, and dude, between him and the doll and Djokovic. Yeah, it, I, it was it's there, there's been no fluctuation but there's Djokovic no, is now no 37 for an American to, to sneak in there you know the, why the not this them, year come on now let's have at it you're right because now Nadal is all but retired I mean come on oh he's yeah no and Federer is actually retired and then of course Djokovic is let's be honest great but he's old he's old Struggling. for a tennis maybe. player that dude is old Okay. Right, right. For him to be so good right now, like maybe he blew his load at Roland Garros. I don't know. He I love Ro- Speaking of Roland Garros, Roland Deshane says global climate sets some of our gimmick. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe they are now. But uh, yeah, so this is going to be fun. Yo, Clasto says greetings. So happy to have you on board here. Thank you so much for dropping by. The first time I can remember seeing you in the chat. Welcome to the degenerate dungeon uh you know what if you like what you hear and on the podcast stream go ahead and give that bitch a rating and tell everybody you know about the show i mean we could even apply the denny green drop to that sentiment right if you want to crown us crown our ass absolutely they are who we thought they were (laughs) with a nice rating on uh on (laughs) itunes or whatever the fuck it's called nowadays i don't think it's right i doubt it so yeah as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the, to the grass courts over in London there at Wimbledon, my favorite tournament of the year. I'm not like the biggest tennis guy, but I do remember watching, uh, you know, I remember watching Edberg, dude. Like, um, Stefan, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Bjorn Borgish. I'm not that far, but Stefan Anberg. I remember him. Uh, Agassi. Bo- Bo- Boris Becker. Boris Becker. I used to hate Boris Becker for no reason. Then when Me I too. got older, I was like, I love this guy. He was great. Um, yeah, Sampras and Agassi certainly we remember, and Absolutely. and then you know I remember I would they would show like shots of the crowd and people eating the strawberries with cream, exactly. A, a and then George Costanza like... had it you know rolling down the side of his face. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it moved. 
But <laughs> and then of course, you know, the person with the knife that likes to stab people in the back while they're serving. Yes. That's always fun. Stabbing Monica um, Sellis. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that was that's crazy. Uh the one thing I wish as, as someone who likes tennis, doesn't love it, likes to loves to play it. I don't get to play it very often, but I think it's so fun to play. Uh it's one of those sports that when you play it more, you'll watch it more. We should uh, play, man. Let's fucking go. Also, when you bet on it, you watch it more. Who would have thought that? But I is it necessary for everyone to have an orgasm every time they hit the ball? Yeah, I never made a sound. When I played, I was dead silent. If you look at anything from Monica Sella started, by the way. You know, I'm it not saying right. she deserved that knife in the back, but um maybe it could tone her down a little bit. But she started that shit. She but did. the dudes are doing it now like crazy too. Yes. Yes. What, what is that? What is it? Um, you know, you see it in martial arts sometimes too. I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> there is a thing where people are vocalizing their effort, their uh, excretions, I don't know. <laughs> exertions, exertions. Yeah. That might be the <laughs> that might be the better word for that. Uh, but anyway. We had some fun tonight, David. We were going to uh, let let's cash one of these. I think that one like if we can get one of these Wimbledon Johns to cash, yeah. Let's 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 go because I, I I think yours obviously has the most legs, if you will, for lack of a better term. But thank you. Uh, it would be fun. fun if Alcaraz does not Alcatraz man doesn't hit, then maybe uh, maybe the Americans pull one out. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, we got a question here. Dr. Sutton. By the way, I want to do one of these shows. We got a lot of uh, baseball-only kind of focus shit coming up. So I think one show we would like to just do kind of an AMA, ask me anything kind of deal. Dr. Sutton says, hey, guys, been wanting to ask, when do you like to cash out your winnings or you just keep rebetting with your winnings new to this? Woodman, do you want to take a little bit of that? Yeah, I'll I'll speak for myself. And then keeping in mind... uh, I think Brian will have a more uh, his answer will be more universally applicable and, and just it. he knows the right way to do this for my own part. I'm a little bit more risk averse, even though I, I'm a gambler and I'm, I'm doing this gambling show. Right. But and like, look I, at the way you're dra- You look like a fucking like you're doubling down for no reason. You're counting cards right now, David. <laughs> um, I, I I tend to if I we we call it a bankroll meaning we, you put a certain amount of money into one of these say these apps let's say it's um DraftKings uh, sportsbook or whatever you hit a bunch of bets your first week that's your bankroll that that it, the amount that's in there is your bankroll you can add to it you can take away from it you can bet it bet more of it bet all of it. Right. And there's, the, you have all the options for my own part. Personally, if my bankroll gets to a certain level, uh, I actually, I would rather just cash it out and spend the money. I'll spend it on my wife. I'll take my wife to dinner. I'll, I bought a new, um, uh, big screen TV, like with, uh, cause we, we did so well on the show a couple of years ago for, um, the NFL. Oh, good for you. Well, we did. I mean, we just did, dude. It was you. It was. It was both of us. So you know. Yeah, it was, it was, dude. I was in it too. We were both, but I, I, I we didn't both, spend my money, you know, because well, I save it. Fuck's we were sake, both man, on fire. 
so I like to, t- I do like to actually t- take it and spend it uh, and get it out of there before I like waste it on, on stupid bets. Basically. Yeah, no, I, did I think too. Brian has the more kind of correct answer to your question. I mean, so to me is what I started with was I started when we first did this show or uh, what the show was in its origin, jump yeah. the sharp uh, about three years ago. Yeah. I put in a hundred dollars my own money to win $550, $500. So I could buy a PlayStation five. That was my only goal. Like when it came to finally sports betting is regulated. I've been betting on sports through bookies and whoever, since I was a a sophomore in college. So 2001. Um, But when it finally got regulated and now, so long story short, yes, I made that 100 into buying a PlayStation 5. But after I bought that PlayStation 5, I still had $250 left over. And what you need to do is you need to find out what your, what they call unit is, what your size is that you're, it's typically it's like a 5% of your bankroll should be like your unit. So if you have a, a, a $100 bankroll, bet $5 a game. If you have $1,000, you know, bet uh, $50 a game, kind of like that. Long, Long story short, I just made levels where I was uncomfortable where my bottom line would be going under. So I would, ca- if I made a bet that would make, like, so say, would be hypothetical, $1,000 was where I would be. If there was $999 in my gambling account, I would be very upset and nervous at that. Like, that's not where I want to be. So I would always make sure that that 1,000 line is where it is. I would just point out that, so we have the literal opposite <laughs> views, right? Like my mind is like, oh, if it gets too high, I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta take some out of there. I don't want to have them. And his is like, if it gets too low, I get, ah. Yeah, so I like, get really know, it's, nervous. It's, it's, like it's I'm cool. actually in that spot right now. Like I've had a bad stretch. It's been a tough year. It's, it's been, been tough. tough year. But um, I have futures that would that are going to take me out of the. Thing, but nevertheless, yeah, we're uh, if, if we're just using that, what you need to do is you need to train your mind to get used to a, a very big number being zero. So all of a sudden, one thousand dollars is kind of zero in your mind. All yes. of a sudden, fifteen hundred dollars is kind of zero in your mind. I've had it, and you can ask Woody where three thousand dollars was my number. Where if I go under three grand. I'm not, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, what is happening? What's wrong? I'm not doing something right. And that's been, that was the case. That was the case. I'm lower than that now. And I'm really nervous right now, but I'm just like, something's not right. But to answer your question, do I cash it out? It depends on where you've went ahead and trained your mind to be at. Everybody has different things. It's not to say like, oh, well, oh, 3,000, 2,500, 50. No, it's where you're at, where you're comfortable with. Would you be ecstatic? If I told you right now that you had five hundred dollars to to bet on right now, if you would say yes, then maybe make two fifty that little space where you're like, nah. If I get under that, not so ecstatic anymore. But you know that that's how you need to just train your mind and go from that. So if I hit a big bet that takes me well over that, fuck yeah, I'm cashing ninety five percent of that out immediately, and I'm just holding it because you're gonna probably need it in the future. But yeah, man, I've. You know, that's just the way I think. So right now, to be totally full disclosure, well under where I'd be happy with. I'm probably a thousand dollars under where I'd be okay with right now. It's been a rough stretch since the end of football, but 
I have a shit ton of futures that will most likely help me get out of that hole. And a lot of winners coming up, including some on this program, David Woody. Maybe even a couple overseas in London. We'll see if the Americans can do their shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the other piece to the, is just to keep in mind, like, the way that professional bettors handle their business is, like, they will – they want – there's a uh, – they're, they're more like Brian, which is to say they have a certain amount that is this is what i'm this is what i'm comfortable to have as my bankroll but when they hit a big hit that takes them way way above it they will be like me taking it out you know so so they're they're, they're a little more like brian um and that's the good advice is, is you should have a number in your head that's like i want this to be my bankroll so as but the I thing bet, is that should mature with hopefully your maturity and winnings as well. Like get comfortable with 500 being your, your, your bottom line acting like that's a zero. But then when you make, you know, you, now you're up to $1,850. Well, maybe 1250 should right. be your new 500 and don't think about 500 being that bottom line anymore. Like, no, if you get the 500, fuck, you just lost 1,350. You know what I mean? Like you got to train yourself to be, you can't get loosey goosey with your money, and I've done it. I'm I'm doing it in the last couple of months. Like some of the shit, you just have to relearn things, and if you just don't forget them to begin with, I'm taking boost. I'm maxing boost for no reason because I had the dough, but no, it was stupid. And you just have to train yourself to realize the word unit in 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 gambling and sports gambling is basically whatever you can afford of a percentage of your overall bankroll. And it's very apropos because like the, the word unit just makes it seem like, like you have a hundred units probably normally, you know? So like the, you, you want to make your unit something that you could fractionalize out one, 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 yes. and one, and one to a hundred times over, man, I would love to just talk like the, the theory of gambling or the, the meta, and no one knows meta more than you do, pal. <laughs> we should do it, man. We should do it. We're going to have a lot of fun this summer, okay? We're going to get some guests coming on here. Um, I don't know if if you guys and gals would love to do like a little just shoot the shit like this, like a little session. We can make a show like this. I would love to do like an Ask Me Anything kind of deal. Um, and we could hype that up leading in. But we're going to have some fun this summer. Baseball isn't always the best and the most fun thing to bet on. We're going to try and make this interesting. Try and make it super attractive. Golf here or there. Tennis here or there. Fucking, I don't know, rugby. Woodman loves his rugby, don't you? I don't know. Never no. talked to you about it. Uh, <laughs> but if you bet on it, you would. Otani Dongs. We got Guardians wins. We got Phillies wins. We got good stuff. We, we got, got Americans hitting the fucking grass court in London, in Wimbledon. We're going to. We're gonna make that happen, baby. Pete Sampras's son is he there? Because I think that I would put money on that. Would you really? I don't know. Fuck's man. sake, was, man! You're amateur. That dude was unstoppable. He won seven out of eight Wimbledon. So you're no. telling me there's a chance? Yeah, he was incredible, and then he ended up marrying uh, Adam Sandler's teacher. I don't have that information. Is I do. You? Bridget Wilson, I believe her name was, but. You know, that's a good unit pull by him. Nevertheless, that's not the same chick from the um from Happy Gilmore, though. No, the Billy Madison teacher. Okay, all right. I'm at on I got to rewatch Billy Madison. It's been a while. Word. Well, you know what's? Uh, it's been a while since we've just fucking destroyed a whole entire week, and hopefully, like I just want to 
come on the show next week and be like, not only is it 25 to one challenge on the week three, but holy shit, we should have parlayed everything. Juice me, daddy. Wow. This dude, I gotta, I gotta pull that one. I, you know, I'm used to this Tease one. me, daddy. <laughs> We're teasing everybody this week. Yo, that's the Woodman, David Woody. I'm your boy, Hollywood Hagen. Thanks, Yo, Nash and fellow jump the sharpers who are here uh we appreciate everybody once again let everybody know about the show it's the degenerate dungeon tell everybody tell your mother, Come on. Tell your father, send a telegram. we appreciate everybody that's been rocking and rolling tonight uh glass cannon live in la probably when you hear this podcast it is uh june 29th the evening of and then of course in seattle on the first glass cannon killing it our boys uh by the way we're talking we might have a nice little big big uh, glass cannon mesh coming up where those boys will be showing their faces on the dungeon again. Yeah. They miss it. They're really busy. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, you'll be seeing them again on this bitch. But appreciate you guys. Everybody that was here in the Twitch chat, we appreciate it so much. Live on sure Twitch, does. 10 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday night. And, of course, wherever you rock the podcast, that's my boy, the Woodman, David Woody. Say peace out to the uh, fine folks. Good night, Nash. We love you. Oh. I love you too. Hollywood, say peace out, mofos. We'll see you next week on the Dungeon. Peace. Have a great week. Let's win some dough. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. 